Hello! Welcome to Bros, Bibles, and Beer, episode 19. Have you ever heard of DMSO, also known as dimethyl sulfoxide? Well, unless you're Jeff, or you raise horses, you probably haven't either. We'll find out why he rubs that on his body. In addition, we talk about people who grunt at the gym. But our main thrust involves a certain megachurch's 90-day money-back guarantee tithing challenge. So it's a good time. You can send comments or feedback to feedback at brosbiblesbeer.com. The website is bbbpod.com. Facebook, Bros Bibles Beer. Twitter, at Bros Bibles Beer. We would love to hear from you. And please remember to rate us on iTunes. That is super appreciated. And if I haven't told you I love you, I love you. They have chapstick for horses? To, we're gonna have to put a bet down that I do not think Donald Trump will be the nominee for president. So Donald Trump will be the nominee, and if he's not, he still okay, so will Greg be victorious. Hookman. Greg Hookman, no nominee for yep, Donald no Trump. No nominee. Because he's not gonna get the delegates. Correct. He so you sit around in your banking office, don't follow the news at all. I mean Donald Trump's going to get the delegates that he needs. He won't have the majority. Wow, how going into the are convention. You, right now? you know what else? He will Don't. be the first president since Ronald Reagan to take California. Hey, I like guess how you just pointed the, the at first president, really? Uh, Obama mean, didn't take California? The first Republican. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You're the teaching first, our children? Okay. The first Republican. <laughs> Okay, it's in the it's in the <laughs> IE though. They don't, you didn't count. let him finish. Greg. Okay, okay, I didn't let him finish. Delete but that. but hang on, because I want to go back to this uh, not having the majority of the delegates situation yes. for Donald. Hey, do you know who else did not have the majority of the delegates uh, for the Republican Party in 1860? Laird Hamilton, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. Wait, was that the first time he lost, or he he uh, lost his Senate bid before? He lost multiple times. And yeah, he, he was a loser. Lose, did he ever lose? Super loser. He wasn't. He was trailing. He he had less delegates than the uh, whoever was running against him in 1860. And you know what? They went to the convention and they decided, wow, this other guy sucks. And let's put old Honest Abe up there. I feel like we're doing a drunk history episode. It is a, it, it's pretty close to it. Have you guys watched that show? So yeah, that's gonna happen again. They're not gonna take Donald Trump. They will not take him. Zach, think think about this. I love T- his doubles of words. <laughs> Ted Cruz versus Donald Trump in California. Um, that's a slaughter. A slaughter. Well, we got a lot of Hispanics who are Catholics that. We'll say we like Ted Cruz, but then there's going to be plenty uh, of of them that, uh, when I say them, I mean the Hispanic population of California. The what do you mean? Jeff Pearson do not represent those of the Bros. Bible Beerian. <laughs> By the way, there's been a huge shift in my class. A little update. Remember when I, I asked my kids, um, okay, Trump, 
you would vote for Trump if you could vote, or no, you wouldn't vote for Trump. And one kid, actually three kids were on the Trump side, and then two kids after a little bit of debating. The three white kids, right? Right. I think there might have been one... uh, was it Philip? No, you're supposed Pino? to just agree with what okay, I say. Okay, yes. And so there's one kid and 29 on the other side. Two weeks ago, my class finishes the day by chanting Trump. Trump, 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 Trump. I'm Man, like, what? If, if someone from like what is your going principal on? walked in, you'd be fired. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. I had nothing to do with it. I have no yeah, idea what's that. going on in my classroom. But. I'm I'm watching all these. He white was he was wearing a "Make America Great Again" hat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I told you about that. The yeah, I told you. Don't about point that. at me. They make 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 America great again. I went into McDonald's and the oh, McDonald's yeah, yeah. guys like, oh hey, make America make America hate again. You you know I was thinking about that. If if that guy that worked there, if if I mean if they're there all the time, yeah, help him. Yeah, okay. He's got okay. If you know if they if if those guys are there all the time, then that that guy that works there probably knows them. And I mean, him saying that is probably they're probably going they're back they're and forth. there yeah every I mean, day I, every day. So guys, I went to the gym. What? Yeah, I went to gym to feed the gut. Wait, I went to the gym, not a man named Jim. <laughs> right to feed the guns. <laughs> <laughs> my guns feed the guns. Yeah. No, you feed the pythons. Oh, you like oil the guns or something. I don't know. You don't feed guns. But go ahead. You know you, this. Well, besides, I a mean, man named Jim oiled your python. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I said. So, our Father who not. art in heaven. Cut that part. Yeah, Scott hates the Lord's prayer. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I keep working it. I go go back to work out. I'm on the bench. You keep working it? And it's this thing where your head, when you're laying down, is close to the other person's head. It's mm-hmm. like head-to-head mm-hmm. rows of benches. Mm-hmm. This isn't getting better. Are you getting the picture that I'm painting with my tongue? Was Jim there? No. Actually, he, he might have been. So the idea is you're head-to-head on these benches and there's a little walkway in between. And as I'm working out, I don't know who's behind me. I'm starting to do some bench presses. And it's it's workout guy with the grunts. Do you know what the guy I'm talking about? Yeah. No, we don't go to the gym. <laughs> he's got tights on and a tank hey. top. And he's sweating. He, he's good tan. He starts this. He's We call him Zach. I d- I try not to breathe because I don't want people here to. Be, I don't want people to hear me. This guy was. This guy was like, uh, 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 "Look at me uh. when you do that." <laughs> and at, at what point did the Lord's Prayer come into play? Out my heart. <laughs> my heart <laughs> hurts immediately. And I'm thinking. My first thought is like, "Okay, there's got to be a hot girl in this room." This, this, that's usually when all the grunts come out. The guys are like. I mean, if they had peacock feathers, they would always spread out. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, whatever other animal euphemisms. I'm right here. I'm benching 135. Yeah, check this out. <laughs> Ron Burgundy, 1001. So you're saying he was just grunting like that because your head was so close to his? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where does your head being close to his head have to... <laughs> 
I did get up and survey the room, and it was all men. So he was he was seriously working out, but <laughs> it's tough. It's tough for me to work out next to anybody making noise. I'm a whisperer. Hey, cool story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, end. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted you guys to know I was under attack by the enemy. Yes. <laughs> <Under> <laughs> attack. Oh, that's too bad. Well, and real I mean, quick. Yeah, wait. This Go. is definitely current. We are running... And we'll have run by the time this comes out, Ragnar Relay. And so I'm, it went really well, guys. Guys, oh yeah, I'm I ran so good. hard, I'm sore, fast, I'm sore, but so many uh, it miles went really well. That I, I should have run before I ran. But my wife's got Ragnar. a sore back, and Jeff here brought over some gel called dimethyl sulfoxide. He's like, it heals me. <laughs> yes. Have you heard of this, Greg? <laughs> no. Okay, wait a second. My no, my uncle, he he swears to me uh years ago, Jeff, you got to put some DMSO on it. I'm like, what the heck is DMSO? He's like, I just slap it on my bicep, it had torn and it was healed within like a week. Yeah. And uh I swear by it. Somebody told me, I'm like, that's crazy. And, and I'm like, well, what is it? He's like, well, it's for horses, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not for human use. And I'm like, he's like, but it is. It's great. You just put a little on. Make sure you put it on with like a paper towel or something where you're not touching any other body parts, and it, you just put it on about a two, three inch spot, and uh, let it go to work. Do it once a day. And oh, this good. is good so stuff. So you put it this on is, your penis? This is this is ninety nine point nine percent pure. So. Do you, yeah, need, do you yeah. need that to heal? That's Breaking Bad stuff right there. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff from, <laughs> from Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> so you, you know. I bought that stuff in Horsetown, USA, in Norco, California. No doubt. So he, Jeff brings us over. He's like, try it. And he put, he shows me how to apply it. He puts it on his knee. I put a little bit on my calf, which is a little sore from training. <laughs> from and, all the grunts at the gym. And, yeah. <laughs> and then I look it up. I look it up. I consult the book of knowledge, Wikipedia. Um, it's um, DMSO has been used as a co-solvent to assist absorption of the flavanol glycoside <laughs> icarin into the C. elegans nematode worm. In cell culture, DMSO <laughs> is used to induce differentiation of P19 embryonic carcinoma cells into cardiomyocytes and skeletal muscle cells. Dude, which one which one enhances the P90X cells? <laughs> <laughs> so it's used in horses intravenously for the treatment of increased intracranial pressure and or cerebral edema in horses. Yeah. So, so long story a little bit shorter. So why did I'm you use probably this for not going to let my Jeff? wife? <laughs> I'm not going to let Lisa put this on. Okay. Well, I'm going to show her the I'm going to show her the literature. So so first of all, I put so I have meniscus problems from like college soccer and it's it's been uh rearing its ugly head lately. And so I just put some on and meniscus area doesn't get a lot of blood flow. So I had told my uncle about this. He's like, you got to put the DMSO, just put a little and the blood flow will start to increase in that area. 
and so I did. It's three Viagra f- for your meniscus. Okay, three or four days later, my meniscus problems were gone, and they never came back. Uh, until Dude, I didn't want to say anything, but your meniscus looks really good right now. Well, thank you. It does. That's you trimmed your leg hair just perfectly. <laughs> it's it's not super hairy, but it doesn't look like you shave. You have X-ray vision. <laughs> the you bottom of my femur sits my meniscus, and it, it's just in that pocket. You just you don't get blood flow anyway. Um, it, it's, I mean, essentially, it's repaired itself a little bit to where it's not pinching. Yeah, so, Bros Bibles and Beers does not in any way endorse the use of any horse products yeah. for human use. That's a good thank you, Scott. Unless you thank want, you. apparently, there's a garlic taste you get in your mouth after you rub it on your skin, which somehow sounds like you're dying. It's great it when you go. It sounds like there's gonna be a stroke. Well, it's great when you go out for Italian. Consult your doctor before applying anything. Okay, if you to your go body. to a doctor, hello, lovey. If you go to a doctor, they're not when? gonna say take this. Consult your doctor before applying anything to your body. It's a solvent. Yeah, it also says it may be unsafe, not approved for human use. (laughs) It says it on here, not approved for human use. Okay, hold on. Gwen's got an update on Jeff's son, Caleb. Oh, boy. Let's hear it. What did Caleb do? Besides falling on his head and knocking things over. Really hard, and water spitting out on the on the carpet. You know that's a great science project, because if you know where the water went, evaporation will eventually happen, and it will disappear. Yeah, you guys should go watch it. But you have to be quiet, or else if you talk, just stare at it. It'll let it'll it won't evaporate. That was Scott, easier than I thought it was going to be. You are ready to be a father, <laughs> my man. <laughs> Gwen is up there yelling to her friends about what Jeff said about evaporation. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> okay, so DMSO fixes everything. Let's move on. <laughs> Not approved for human they use. They stopped <laughs> testing it because of concerns about its safety, but fixes everything. Moving on. Yeah, that's sh- that's just the Bengays of the world trying to suppress any other any other uh, remedies out there. Yeah, thanks, Bengay. Icy hot. They just don't want good stuff to be Preparation age. All right, guys. All right. Let's talk about Bring the important back. stuff. Yep. Perry Nobles. Have you heard of Perry Noble, Greg? Perry Noble. Noble. No. New Spring Church promises to refund tithe if you don't get blessing in 90 days. Oh, I like this. I like that a lot. That's and that, I like that you mean. I mean that he's uh at least being honest about his uh his prosperity gospel where the other uh televangelists are just open prosperity gospel and there's no accountability for him. This guy's got a 90-day money back guarantee. So you How awesome is that? Now, full, full disclosure, you, you don't know anything about Perry Noble. Nothing. Nothing about him, but I like him. Wait, <laughs> is it a guy? Yes. Yep. I like him. <laughs> what a, a woman there'd be a woman pastor? Oh, good point. Come on, Greg. I Wait, mean, is this in Texas? Heck no. no. 
This has been a Franklin Graham moment. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, if people can't see when I'm joking or hear it, they can contact me. How how are how are they going to prove that they were not blessed? Okay, and who's going to be that person that actually comes back? I would be. I haven't been blessed. Well, that's the problem. Let me let me set this up. Fine, Jack. I'm going to give you a couple moments here. We're going to play a game. You guys are talking about the stuff I was going to go to. You guys are thinkers, not stinkers. Mm. All right. You don't. Okay. Knowing nothing about Perry Noble, Greg, he declares he loves him for his honesty. If you don't get a blessing, this is from the article from our friends at the Christian Post. If you don't get a blessing or conclude that, quote, God is a liar after 90 days of tithing. Okay, I kind of stop myself right there. That is so manipulative. It. Do you hear what I'm, do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, because you're tithing, aren't you? You just set it up, Jeff. Who is going to come back after this 90 days? You, call are God you going to call God a liar? Wait, why would you be calling God a liar if you say I'm not blessed within 90 days? We'll get there. Can Wouldn't you, look you just up say Malachi that God God didn't work on the 90-day timetable? All right. If you don't get Yeah, get a, days as a thousand years to the Lord. I'm talking about. Okay, if you don't get if you if you don't get a blessing or conclude that God's a liar after 90 days of tithing at Perry Noble's New Spring Church in South Carolina, the church has promised to return every dime you gave during the 90-day period, no questions asked. Um, and this is a quote. Because we believe what the Bible says about tithing, we commit, it to, commit to you that if you tithe for three months and God doesn't hold true to his promises, a blessing, parenthetical Malachi 3.10, unparenthetical, we will refund 100% of your tithe. Malachi no, 310, is that bringing the entire uh, tithe into the storehouse? Hey, hey no, no bragging here, asked. Greg. Okay. Declares but the yes, church it on its 90-day tithing challenge webpage. After you sign up, we'll send you all the resources and encouragement. We'd also love to hear your story along the way. How is God blessing you after taking this next step in your walk with him? The message continued. Christian Post reached out to New Spring Church Tuesday to hear more about the challenge, whether or not the nearly 30,000-member multi-site church, remember that number, 30,000-member, that's quite a bit, has ever returned funds from the tithe challenges to people to people who said they weren't blessed by God, but a response was not available. I'm sorry. Did it say? Did it say um, that it has never returned funds? A response is from not the, available from Scott. the challenges. No, so have no, they no, done no, this no, before? No, no. They reached Christian Post reached out to find out if anybody had returned funds, and they didn't hear anything back. So, but um, is I'm sorry. Is this article talking about a challenge that is going to happen, or? Did, it's, it's been ongoing. It turns out it's. I'll just go on. Cause like I think you start it, in January, and but people start in February or whatever. So it's ongoing. It's uh. been in, okay. New Spring's latest annual financial report from 2014, available online, indicates that the tithing challenge has been in place for at least two years. So Christian Post yeah. reached out. They didn't hear anything back. Um, so we don't know in terms of people calling God a liar. Okay, so. In a video, there's a a little testimonial from Rhonda Fuller testified she took the challenge and gave what she thought was her last $11 without even thinking about how she would buy gas and discovered small amounts of cash in places she didn't realize she had money. The 90-day challenge, everybody has a problem with money, and I say, well, I'm going to trust you. I'm, I'm just reading this, guys, okay? 
It's hard, but I'ma trust you. I'ma. They're in South Carolina. Okay. The past Sunday, I put my last eleven dollar in the collection plate, and I was like, "Ooh, I forgot about gas. How am I gonna get gas?" But I found it in my wallet. It worked. Yesterday was exactly what I put in, and it was wrapped up in receipts, and I didn't know I even had. So I'm going to take your word for it, and that's awesome. Um, that's an awesome story. And and it kind of goes on. I'll, I'll link to this in the show notes. But real quick, before we start uh, talking about this, what we have available the uh, financial report from 2014, 30,000-member multi-site church. What do you think their total income is? Thirty thousand people. Over. Okay, hold on. Without hold going on. over, Price is Right style. The median household income in South Carolina is, I believe, twenty four dollars and eighty cents. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't. Live I hope you never run for president because <laughs> that one's going to come back to haunt you. Yeah. You can send feedback to uh, Greg at brosbowlsbeer Um, let's just say. Three million dollars. Okay, three million dollars. Yeah, I had it at thirty to forty million. And I'm gonna say seventy five million. Seventy five million? Okay. First of all, this before is you South g- Carolina folks. Okay, before you give us before you give an answer, um, Greg, our church reaches a budget of about a million dollars and we only have like Three hundred givers, or if that. Yeah, our church is in South Orange County, California. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but really, we maybe we maybe you split that because you got husbands and wives, so it's coming from the same family. I mean, fine, uh, I'll call it ten million. There, there, I think that's some, still a, a, no, a far cry. Seventy-five million. <laughs> they have rich parts. South, of South Carolina. Carolina. I mean, there's some. There's yeah. mu- There's money. I want to down know. There. Okay, no, fine. No. Let's We're, just let's just listen to Zach. This isn't a statement of judgment for or against New Spring or the size of the church. We're just having fun. $75 million. $75 million Especially during this challenge. I like the challenge. I'm a big million, fan of the 30 gym. to 40 from Scott. Give me a number. 35. $35 million from Fine. Scott. Fine. I'm going to bring it to $10 million. Okay. I will allow it. And I'm going to bring you. it back to 38 <laughs> Thirty million in one. Only because Zach <laughs> Zach gave his hand away when he, when when Scott's like you know thirty forty million and Zach's like I need a uh, an exact need number a because number here, you're Scott. really close. So, <laughs> so, so Jeff is going uh, Price is Right <laughs> thirty five million and one dollar. <laughs> yep. And everyone wants to punch you. The correct answer is fifty nine million three hundred. Yes. Holy yes. smokes. Then I almost said sixty, but I just you know pop it up there. So this this taps into something I don't necessarily want to talk about now is which are my feelings, but briefly my feelings. I'm I always struggle with money in church in terms of how much gets spent, and it looks like because this is public knowledge, um, there. Operating budget is 30%. Staffing is 34%. Campus launches and upgrades, 31%, which sounds like building projects. And missions, 5%. Oh, that's generous. Um, so I don't want to I don't want to make judgments, um, but that's Greg. Greg can make judgments. What? I'm sorry, where are the Widows and Orphans Fund? <laughs> that, 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 is a good, that is a good point well, because we that, that is under, the only command. This... That was th- under personal responsibility area. 
Oh, I, I'm sorry. That's that's the one thing that Paul wanted to make sure happened. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it's happening. Go ahead. It's happening. So Jeff knows there could be subgraphs of this graph where under operating expenses there's multiple things. It doesn't give us. I guarantee you the the uh, separate. What, am, what word am I looking for? Okay. The general the graph has four 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 sections that equal 100. <laughs> percent and I guarantee you that's subdivided in some other form. Oh, yeah. So yeah, those are just broad categories. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, what's restricted income? That's an accounting term. Bankers should know. <laughs> Scott. Scott, it is an accounting this, term. Oh, it, this includes album sales. Awake coffee. They probably... Dude, they're selling a lot of coffee oh, at that So church. it's not all from tithing. Some of it's other other income. Yeah. Okay. So well, anyway, when you yeah. sell a coffee and a donut to thirty thousand people every weekend, that's a lot. Okay. Of so Perry money. Noble, um, thank you for this challenge. That's that's great uh, to to ask people to give for ninety days. Yeah, and I don't want to guarantee a blessing during those ninety days too, because God works within ninety day. Time frames. It's a, that's ninety day money back guarantee. Yeah, I I completely standard, approve standard of it. Standard in the industry. Yes. You know what? If we if we use our Costco card, does it double it? Hundred eighty days? No, but you can be, get it uh, tax deferred. Mm, okay. Yeah, with okay. if you're registered tax. I think it actually get. ID number. Wouldn't you get like five percent back at the end of the year for? Through I'm Costco? just looking for an extension on my money back guarantee. Yeah. Okay. So, what do you think about this, Zach? I, I'm not so quick to judge in terms of where the money goes, like Greg, just because that's <laughs> Greg, powerful Greg Hookman. I do struggle with money in church, in big churches. It's just it operates the the budget is so expensive. I, and I'm I'm even now I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It's just something that I think about a because lot because Zach cannot take a position on an issue. Um, that's why he's not saying that's it's true right a lot. So I have my doubts, but I don't want to, I don't know the church and I don't know the people. So I'm not going to, you know, cast judgment. I'm more wanted to, just to focus on the challenge itself. The you thing want, you want to read Malachi? The th- Malachi yeah, go ahead 10. and read Malachi three. Malachi times. three. So let's start in ver- ch- uh, verse eight. Malachi Who is Malachi three, talking eight. to, Scott? Give us a little bit of historical background. Jim. I'm going to say he's talking to the people of Israel. Are you sure it's not 21st century Americans? Um, well, South Carolinians more Okay, South Carolinians. Gotcha. So, verse 8. Will a man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. But you say, how have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings... You are cursed with the curse, for you are robbing me, the whole nation of you. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, so that there may be food in my house. And test me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing until it overflows. Verse 11. Then I will rebuke the devourer for you, so that it will not destroy you the fruits of the ground, nor will your vine in the field cast its grapes says the Lord of hosts, all the nations will call you blessed. You shall be a de- uh, delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. You forgot verse 13. I will do all of this within 90 days, declares <laughs> the Lord. 
So what do you think the mind? Okay, I'm gonna switch gears here. What do you think the mindset is prior to this challenge? What's what do you? I'm asking you to completely theorize what they were thinking as they went into this tithe challenge. Listen, I hope that Perry Noble's thinking in this is that if you dedicate your entire life, and in this instance represented by your tithes and offerings and uh, to the Lord, that you will you will f- recognize how blessed you are beyond what money you've given. And it might not come back as a monetary blessing. It might come back as a as a uh, greater understanding of of the grace and mercy that's been extended to you, whatever it might be, but that you will recognize the Lord's blessing on your life, that you live in South Carolina, United States of America. Okay. Freedom. So let me let me finish the quote from the video just to be fair. This woman that was talking about the eleven dollars in gas. Who has the last name Fuller. Everyone thinks it's a financial change in but it might not be monetary. I didn't imagine how it would change me. A promotion at my job, being recognized for the work I've done for patients' work. I don't worry about finances anymore. I will just give to him and say you'll provide and I will never and I'll never fail. He always does provide. And Perry Noble said, speaking about the challenge, here's what we believe here at New Spring Church. You cannot outgive God. The very first way we put God first in the area of our finances is the tithe, 10% of our gross income. We believe is what the Bible says in Malachi chapter 3, verse 10 is true. If we will put God first with the tithe, he will bless us. In fact, he will open up the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing on us that we won't have room enough for it. And he says, if you don't feel like God has blessed you, if you don't feel like God has done what his word has said, if you believe God's a liar, here's what we'll do. We'll refund you every dime you gave during that 90-day period. Wow. Sorry, okay. unquote. He didn't say wow. Okay. Unquote. Zach Crater. Wow. Let me ask Perry Noble a, a question. Perry, are you listening? Perry, I'm sure, is a Okay, Jeff, you're going to be Perry Noble. Perry. Yes, um, Greg. Let me ask you, is what if I don't give a tithe? Am, am I still blessed by God, or can I not recognize those blessings at that point? Well, Greg, I know you have it on your heart to tithe, but you're lacking. <laughs> you're lacking some faith. Where in Malachi does it say that you cannot give and you will be blessed? This feels so wrong. From a, a bunch of guys that have no idea. Who I, don't, I have no idea. Who all right. It's all fun. Good fun. Is, so the, the thing that bugs me t- is no, Greg, knowing human psychology so, a little bit. I'm sorry, Greg. You're probably just going to burn in hell. Okay, that was Jeff Pearson. Oh, no. <laughs> well, he probably will. Greg, are you not tithing? Where, are there horns coming out of your head? <laughs> and you, yeah, never mind. I got my Mountain View statement. <laughs> you know what I'm doing. Oh, you do know what you're doing uh-huh. legalistically? <laughs> <laughs> are you giving from the heart? Oh, definitely not. Sure. I mean, I know Greg. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Zach Crater. 
Feedback at rosebabblesbeer.com. That's uh, a real address, by the way. You, that's so. yeah. That's a that's an elder asking if if how much you're giving to the church. You know what? I I would rather talk with my deacon about this. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a Lutheran thing. <laughs> the thing that I'm concerned about is, or the thing that I know about people. It's stupid. No Christian it, Post. Christian Post. They. They have to have a video playing on every page. Yeah, Sometimes it's two and videos it, playing. And I mute it after like five minutes it comes back. Man, it's it's so annoying. Christian Post, if you're listening. Stop it, Christian Post. stop playing videos on every page. Good okay. grief. So the idea that the money back guarantee, and I'm not talking about the church now, I'm talking about in general, it works because for you to go through that, th- there's a very small percentage of people that actually call people on those guarantees and the companies know it. That's why they offer it. Human psychology totally works agree. completely against. If you were to call a company and ask for your money back, it means you made a poor decision in buying the product. And people don't do. They don't realize that's what's going on, but that is what's going on. That applies to this type of challenge. Plus, you add the fact that you're calling God a liar. Nobody, if. If anybody asks for their money back, it is nothing compared to what they have received in people giving, looking for God's blessing. That's my big concern. Thoughts? I I would be more in the position to say, uh, to give Perry Noble the benefit of the doubt and to think that he he believes that. He believes that what Malachi 3.10 is saying, that God... That that's what God promises, that's what God will deliver. So more so that it's I'm not about that fundraising. Part. I'm with you on that part. Um, and hopeful. I mean, that's what I that's what I would hope for. Of course, there's certainly certainly the possibility that he's um, just a, a greedy, money loving person, like some preachers out there, especially televangelists. That they love money more than they love people or the truth. I don't think that's the case with him, like you said. Why did you meet him at the gym or something? How do you have this information? Yeah, he works you out. Uh, he has uh, a name tag called Jim. But but I think people need to be wary. And and if I had if I if my grandma was told me this and she says, "Oh, I'm going to tie," I'd be like, "No, you're not. You're not going to tie." To you have Perry a skepticism Noble. in everything, Scott. Uh. Eh. I do. Why not? I I I probably generally agree with that. Um, probably generally, you're starting to talk like me. <laughs> what do you think the response of Perry Noble would be if someone tithed and you know took up this tithe challenge, and then after 90 days, uh, they came to Perry Noble and they said, you know what, I just I don't feel like we were blessed during this tithe challenge, and it's been ninety days. What do you th- do? You think? Where do you think Perry Noble would take that? Would it be statements or questions? I well, I think first and foremost, hopefully, it's not about money in his mind. That it's it's about them. Yeah, uh, this trusting. is pure. I mean, this is yeah. pure speculation, and yeah, it'd be, we it'd be reserve them. the right to change our minds at any time. <laughs> it'd be yeah, it'd be them trusting whether or not they trust in God. So. What you know? What were you thinking going in? What type of blessing were you expecting going in? Um, what 
what uh, didn't you get? Uh, Grandma's thinking I should have never called them on this ninety day guarantee. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so so I think I think bringing that out because if there's you know if they're setting expectations that are high, if God's going to bless you tenfold, uh, you know it, it's uh, what what might would uh, what would Perry Noble's counsel to Job look like? Did Job tithe for ninety days? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> He might have only made it like eighty-five yeah, well, days no, or so. So, I, th- I but I th- let me guess what you're th- what, what you're thinking there. What if they're tithing and things end he's, up worse? He's exactly. right here. You could just ask him. So what if what if <laughs> what, bad what if they things lost happen things? to you what after they, you tithe? Yeah. What if they found out that man, their their brother or their husband or would their, Perry their Noble would Perry Noble come back and say, you know what, you are still blessed because Christ came and and. That's he paid a very for good your point. sins and, and sacrificed himself for you. He probably would do Which, that. Which the problem is, is true, whether or not you tithe. Oh, it's a problem? <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's a problem it has nothing to do with your 90-day tithing <laughs> challenge. It has nothing yeah. to do with your 90-day tithing. Yeah. Yeah, so why would I tithe if, if Jesus paid it all already? Yeah, if you're thinking like that, don't. Yeah. Don't. So, so that's what it's not. Say no questions asked. It's not about it's it's not about money. It's about trusting God. That's a, that's how it's always framed, but in the examples, it's always, it's always about, about money. Money. <laughs> money it, yeah. They lead with the money blessing, yeah. and then they say, "But it's not about money." Listen, yeah. Rhonda Fuller. She found eleven bucks. You know, it's interesting that her name is it, Fuller. Let me let me read to you. Pressed, you remembered her name. Yeah. Let me read to you, um, verse two of chapter three of Malachi. But who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like a fuller's soap. What? Her name is in the is oh in the passage. Oh. And that's a that's like Handel's Messiah coming out right there. Oh man. That's good stuff. Her name what? is there. Are you kidding me? Man! Oh. She's gonna be so blessed. Can I take <laughs> that's why that's why I said everything we said? We're her shutting name down. is Fuller. I think that's actually talking about uh Jesus coming. I but think anyway, they even yeah. named a seminary after yeah. after yeah, yeah. her, Rhonda Fuller. Yes, yes, because she was blessed so much. Before she, she was born. Yeah. In fact, yes, we are so dumb. So we are idiots. Hey guys, guess what? This podcast is not smart. <laughs> it's not a Bible study. Interesting. <laughs> We're not theologians. <laughs> All right. So my problem, or my my concern, is something I already said. So when you hear me say this, just remember that part or rewind it. But Flip it and reverse also, it. Also, the fact there is a prosperity gospel in the Bible, believe it or not, and it applies to the Israelites and the nation of Israel, and this is a part of that. And so... The Malachi prophecy is a part of that. Well, is that what you're saying? Basically, the Old Testament stuff regarding Israel was talking to Israel. It wasn't talking to America or Christians alive today in any part of the world. Ask uh, ask Americans that are being brutally murdered or genitally mutilated in other parts of the world. But Zach, you meant to say genitally, scripture, right? Yes. Okay, good. All what did I say? scripture. No, you did. I just wanted to useful for teaching, correcting, rebuking, and and, and including. Test me in this, declares the Lord. You're you're right. I would just go back to the context. And you can take this. 
I like how you're playing devil's advocate right now. So smoothly. Let me, let me back up. Let me so back smoothly. up, Greg. There, if the first, if the first part of chapter three is talking about the Messiah, that's not just a promise to Israel, but it's a promise to the whole world. So, are you saying, Scott Holbert, this applies to everybody, um, Christians of all time? So, because um, the bless the blessing is in reference to grains in the storehouse, which might as well be money in those days. I my mean, point. It, my point exactly. Yeah. So, you're cool with that. Um, applying to uh, New Spring Church, Mountain View Church. Well, I wouldn't give to them. <laughs> you don't have to give to them to be blessed. I know. I'm talking about everybody all time. Um. Yeah, the promises of God are true. He doesn't fail. So this applies to everybody. Uh, the promises of God are true. He doesn't <laughs> fail. <laughs> All right. Uh, not, it's, not, a, it's a little surprising. It's it's, it's it's not a, it's not about it's not about money though. It's about your heart and are you are you going to trust God? So it's it, it involves more than just money. Uh, we, so can talk- your heart be blessed if you don't give money? Uh, It's it, well. It's not about it's not about money, uh, and it's not about it's not about giving money. Um, now this 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 passage is talking about giving money, but I think there's a, a grander uh, theme there uh, about trusting God, trusting in the promises of God. So what God did in the past, um, He was faithful to accomplish. He says He's going to do something. He's faithful to accomplish. Uh, if you don't trust in that in general, there's an issue. When it comes down to money, um, if if you're not willing to give to God, quote unquote, whatever that is, I, th- I think there's an issue with you trusting God. Now, now when you come, now it comes to the promises of a blessing. I'm not quite so sure on that. I don't think I I would want to teach that if you give, God will bless you financially. So let me ask I don't, you I don't let me so. ask you another question. Just but going I out personally there. I personally think that God is faithful to bless you. Okay. Not necessarily monetarily. Okay. But God okay. is God is okay. faithful to bless you. Another question is giving to a church that spends ninety eight percent of its budget on on personnel cost, is that giving to God? Uh, ninety five. Uh, that oh 90. I'm sorry. Ninety five percent I, I think that's subjective. I people need to be wise with where they give, and and if you're, if, if, if God showed up and said, oops, "Can I have your money, Greg?" Be like, sure. Here Would you, you go? Would you really? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's it's not. Yeah, pe- pe- people need to be wise about where they give, and and not just be just given to anybody, because it's. I, I mean. And what what they're saying by giving is that they are giving to God. They're not giving to the pastor, right? Yeah, the, there is something to part of the operating budget and everything. People are people is new people coming to church, and hopefully connecting with God and and God finding them. And and that's that's part of the equation. That's really and, and making disciples. That's all part of that. And that that would be included in the operating staffing and all that stuff. It's still super expensive, and you could still yeah. have the conversation. We could probably do better. 
yeah. at being more efficient at that stuff. Yeah, it's definitely a conversation. Yeah. I don't want to like reject <laughs> what you're saying, Greg, because that's a conversation that needs to be had uh, all the time to constantly yeah. be rethinking do, do you need, where our money's going yeah, and why. Do you need all those people on staff, or can you do? Can you get by with more volunteers? Right, right, right. Um, constantly, de- definitely. But yeah, and there is. Um, you you do need to have people on staff, I guess, and and there's nothing inherently wrong with that. No, but if you if you're at ninety eight percent, yeah, yeah, you might want to bring in a consultant, and you could probably afford <laughs> to it to take it over a hundred percent. But I have never been involved in church leadership or budgets or anything, so I probably not have experience it to right. Say I mean, there's much. there's a lot of. It's easy to look at the numbers and how much money and just overlook the fact that people are coming and people are finding Jesus and uh, disciples are being made, that type of thing. That's part of the equation. But I think you're right, Greg, in that there there, there definitely needs to be scrutiny and openness in, in terms of where the money's going and what the church is doing. My struggle personally is in how how it's done, i.e. the guarantee, the manip- that's it's manipulative. Even if they're not trying to be manipulative, it is. Um, that's why companies guarantee things or your money back. That's why there's mail-in rebates, because people don't send in the mail-in rebates. People don't ask for their money back, especially, that's, that's when, true. It, especially when it's over your head that God, you're calling God a liar now if ah. you come forward. I mean that's that's basically what they're setting up, and that that's the part I definitely disagree with. And I wish in Zach's perfect world it would be, look, we are doing A, B, C, D with our money. Part of that staff, part of that's missions, part of that's benevolence fund. If you believe in what we're doing, it takes money to do, to do. I I wish it was more practical. Like, we need money. We're thankful for your gifts. Um, I wish it was just more like, <laughs> oh, this is never going to happen. But it would be, we we have, co- like, we're a business, basically. It's not for profit, quote, unquote, but we need money to operate. And if you love this stuff, and we hope you do, we've told you what we're about. Give and give freely. And if you don't want to give, don't give. And just kind of, it's going to be a thing where the church is like, hey, God, God's got us, and if people don't give and we run out of money and we have to downsize or, or reevaluate what we're doing, God's still got us. So what what if he said, give to God, and, he, and he'll bless you with 90 days, it follows it up with what you just said, and, and adds, give to where you think you should give. You don't have to give here. In fact, don't give here. Give somewhere else, and we'll... We'll still reimburse you money. I would love that. I would love that. Yeah. I but does I, that does that change your view on Malachi three ten? No. So I think that that's a more fundamental I don't, issue. I don't like, we don't have to necessarily get into it now. Yeah. But I would like to see that actually. We, that that'd be cool. It'd be amazing. I, I don't have a problem with the church giving Hopefully a 90, not. 90 back ninety day back money guarantee. I don't know if that made sense. <laughs> 90-day money-back guarantee. I don't have a problem with that as long as they call themselves South Carolina Church Incorporated, right? Because that's 
that's <laughs> kind of what they are if they're pulling in $60 million and guaranteeing your money back on something. What's Perry Noble's salary? No, Is no, it no. public knowledge? Hold on. Would, yeah. it, would, <laughs> if, would if it was like the same all the way around? So the, the blessing might not be monetary. So when you go back to get your 90, yeah. within 90 days, you're like, well, we'll you know, bless you with some meals or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <it's not laughs> you don't get your money back. They give you toys or something. Or yeah. maybe <laughs> okay, so I, I was thinking That's about stupid. this. I'm thinking the person who gave, like, let's just say they gave five thousand dollars in this challenge and then they're like i was not blessed i expected fifty thousand back yeah that's hol- tenfold hold on i think there's a, a catch here where you kind of have a guarantee of holding on to the uh, money and blessing people is when they come to you perry i was not blessed you go question and answer okay you know what i don't think it's the 90th day Let's just call it the 89th day for fun. And you're right. You were not, we don't think you were blessed. So here's your money back. Do you feel blessed? And that money right <laughs> back. You tithe to God and you get $5,000 at the end of the 90 days. Uh, all right. So are we done? We You had another topic. It was a short one, though. No. It was a short one. Jeff, you know my topics are long. <laughs> no, uh, I meant like the, the days, like my days sober. <laughs> uh, it looks like Jeff and Zach are having a moment. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to introduce this topic, and I'm going to put it at the front of the podcast like I meant to do. Because we just did the meet. So can you... Uh, Greg, put your bow on this. Okay. What's the right way for churches to ask for money? Oh, jeez. Um, thank you for not cussing. <laughs> Cheese and crackers. Um, yeah. I mean, I I'm in favor of what, kind of what you said, with being straightforward and saying, hey, look. We are trying to serve people and bring the good news to those that don't know it. In order for us to do that, it takes money. We need to pay our pastor. We need to pay the electricity, electrical bills, and we need to pay. We, I mean, obviously, it takes money, right? right. So if we're doing that for you and others that you know, give us money. So that we can continue to to bless people, I have no problem with that. There, there's a, there's a, there's like a weird, like divide between the inner circle that gets paid and the outer circle that volunteers, and I don't know how to bridge that either. Because you and I, Zach, we're volunteers. We go and we we play music and we don't get paid for it, but there are people that play pay or play music that do get paid for it. Mm-hmm. And and you and I have wait they do. Yeah, oh, I know. Shit. Weird, huh? <laughs> I'm out. You and I have Monday to Friday jobs that pay our necessities, and then we volunteer our time at church to play music. So there, there's a weird little chasm there between the, the inner circle that gets paid to do ministry and the outer circle that volunteers to do ministry. And I don't, I don't know the right answer between who should get paid and who shouldn't. 
I think a pastor should probably only be a pastor. Man, you were supposed to put a bow on this. I, you, you know what? You're right. I'm opening up an entire new can of worms. All right. Scott, put a bow on it. Just come on. Put <laughs> a bow on it and, a and wrap it up. There. I'm, yeah. I'm done with this. Obviously, you've maybe thought we'll, about this. Every time we'll, you're playing worship, you're like, oh, man, this guy's getting, getting paid, paid for this. No, listen. Hey, hey, I, I grew up and, <laughs> and I Now they want I me to tithe. I played Oregon. <laughs> I played Oregon in my church. What's in Oregon? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's right above or right below Washington. Is that the Mormon Trail? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I played Oregon <laughs> and got <laughs> paid the Oregon trail. fifty dollars, five zero, fifty dollars, to play for two services in church. Wow. Where? That's pretty good. Yeah, I thought I was killing it. Uh, it's not like sixty grand a year or whatever. Um, Where was this? This was in God's country, in Oregon. Yeah, in uh, in 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 the place where oh, people still believe that God blesses ripping. not monetarily. Where everybody's <laughs> everybody's last name is starts with Hoke or Van something. <laughs> Yes, uh, and uh, and that's and, and you know what I still volunteered my time to do that for fifty dollars, and so I guess this isn't really putting a bow on it, but uh, I think it's weird. I laughed. That what was your our, question? our our music leader doesn't have a a job outside of the church. <laughs> oh, he I, does. Mm. He does. He does. He, that guy is juggling so many things. But, yeah. Something to talk about. So that didn't Next really time. Next time. Let's okay. talk about it next yeah, time. Yeah, that'll be yeah. uh, Let me, uh, okay. So, two or, so I'll try and put a bow on this. Two or three years ago, there was the Tide Challenge at our church. And uh, Todd did a message for a month or so on the Tide Challenge. So it was a similar, it's, it, 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 full right. disclosure, it was a similar thing right. to but yeah, it wasn't for like a ninety a, mac ninety day money back. No, guarantee. no. But it was but it was taught the if you want people you want people to be forgiving souls. I mean you want people to forgive people and so you teach about forgiveness, what it is to forgive and how Jesus forgives us of all of our sins. And so there's teaching on that. Uh, and so we have tithing or just giving or generosity. And so what Todd did so well, and it's the reason that we started to tithe two or three years ago, was that the message was taught to us. We're like, oh, wow, that makes a lot of sense. And not that we were looking for anything, but it was like, you know what? I need not to hold on to my money because I want it. I need to give uh, give a chunk of it away um, because what I'm going to do with it is is not going to be as productive in the kingdom as giving right. it to a church. And if your heart and your identity is wrapped up in in money, you're definitely going to be, that's going to be all your focus as opposed to how you can give and help people. And I don't, I don't want to belittle those facts or even the fact that God can bless monetarily. And we not, didn't expect I'm not opposed to that. It's more it's it's a different angle that I've I guess I've already said. So God can. 
Yeah, and I, I was going to say the same thing, similar to what you were saying, Jeff, is that... Scott Holbert. <clears throat> yeah. You should not shy away from teaching about money. Money's money's found a lot of places in Scripture. It's, imp- it's an important subject, um, and so teaching it properly would be the way to go, and I think... So I, I'm agreeing with you, Jeff, for once. For the most part. For the, but not completely, but... <laughs> But mostly, sort of. Oh, Jeff has dead eyes. He is, he's unmoved. Jeff, this is the day you. I want to take some of that DMSO and I want to just lather oh, it all geez. over Scott's behind. <laughs> <laughs> the DMSO burns. Here we give this to horse veins for head edema. Have this on your skin. <laughs> I, I I gotta admit, like a month ago, I put it on for two or three days on my calf. And uh, my skin kind of turned a little red, and uh, my I'm like, Tanya, something's going on with my calf. I don't start to smell toast. <laughs> I'm like, it feels like it's burning, like I have a sunburn. And she's like, well, what have you been doing? I'm like, I've been putting that DMSO, you know, the the horse the horse stuff. Oh, you mean the stuff not for humans? Yeah, yeah, that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's. This I've never had this reaction. Maybe it's on the calves because you put it on your calves and you said it started to tingle. You mean the label that says may not be safe, not safe for humans? Yes, honey. That's the one I'm talking about. Which is actually really funny because that's totally human size. It's not like they You're they right. packaged that <laughs> yeah, for a horse. A horse hoof's not going to fit in there no. and apply it to itself. <laughs> I mean, come on. The, yeah, they're not thumbs. That's like one this serving for a horse. This isn't made for humans, but it's perfectly designed to fit in your cabinet. Yeah, when I went to the horse feed store, or the I'm sorry, the animal feed store in Norco. They it was in the glass case at the counter, like you know, get your chapstick, get your. Uh, Why are you talking wait, like that? Get your knife. Wait, they <laughs> have chaps. Get, get, get they have knife. chapstick for horses. 